Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Monday, February 18th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. So, today we learned that the last of the Netflix Marvel shows, or the Marvel Netflix shows, however you want to say it, uh, Jessica Jones and The Punisher were officially canceled. Now, this is something we all knew was coming. All the other shows were canceled. And clearly it has to do with Disney creating their own streaming music ser- uh, streaming uh, video service, I should say. But, you know, whatever. It had to end some point. Uh, I just think it's a real shame because I loved a lot of these shows. They were very good, some of them. <clears throat> and they were uh, kind of pioneers, I think, in this and this, like, uh, small-screen adaptations of these superhero shows, like, taken seriously. I figured <clears throat> maybe today we could remember them a little bit uh, with me uh, just just rambling a little bit about some of my favorite parts of these series and why I liked them or didn't like them. <clears throat> so it all started, I think, in, in, like, what, 2015 with the first Daredevil series. I remember being very excited about it. Um, I was always somewhat of a fan of Daredevil. But uh, mostly uh, because I was a huge fan of the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s. I remember, I believe Daredevil had some cameos there. Uh, I never saw an entire show based around it before. I don't think there was one. And of course, we had the the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil, which was terrible. But um, this Daredevil was, was grounded and gritty, realistic. And as someone who had some martial arts training... What I really appreciated was the fight scenes. Like, that's why I tuned into Daredevil. It was the fight scenes and Vincent D'Onofrio. <clears throat> Those two things. Charlie Cox is a. He did a good job as Daredevil, but uh, I don't think he was the strongest actor of, of the shows by far, not even on his own show. But Vincent D'Onofrio, oh my God. <clears throat> his, his performance as Kingpin, the multiple times he played Kingpin. They were they were just uh, like some of the best uh, I've ever seen. I mean, they were uh, his his whole character arc was really uh, interesting too. I thought season one was was actually pretty strong because he you had a uh, what what made these shows good when they were the, when they were at their best was a, a excellent understanding of the characters and also like giving the hero and the villain like giving them uh interesting character arcs like the kingpin in season 1 if i'm remembering this correctly like, <clears throat> like the kingpin thinks he's the hero of his own story and that's always uh that always for me makes good writing in one of these shows when both the heroes the hero and the villain both think of themselves as the heroes and the the big big difference was the kingpin you know was willing to do horrible things and murder people and all to get his way, but um, I I don't think his character was meant to be like completely evil or something. He was he was I think he did actually have a <clears throat> purpose behind his thinking. It's just that the best the best villains have like a twisted kind of thinking where they're willing to justify doing terrible things because they think that it's for the, some kind of greater good. And you'll see that again. In these shows, I believe in like Luke Cage. I think that's very apparent in Luke Cage um, show, where you have villains who honestly seem to think that they're doing the right thing for their community in some ways, but at the same time are corrupted. You know, um, <clears throat> and that's good. And I also like the fact that Daredevil was also a little bit more of a gray area. 
Because Daredevil himself, like, beats the crap out of people. You know, um, <laughs> you get hit in the head with one of those batons. I mean, you could be brain damaged or killed. So, you know, it's not like Daredevil was, uh, Daredevil was, a uh, was, uh, in the vein of the, like, the Nolan Batman. You know, like the Dark Knight, like, gritty and violent. Uh, but I really love the show. <clears throat> I love the fight scene. That hallway fight scene in season one was just mm, spectacular. Some of the best fight choreography I had seen on uh, like the small screen in a long time. So I really like the I really like that show, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, and then its success, of course, led us to you know the other shows in the franchise, <clears throat> and I uh, I remember. I think was a next show, Jessica Jones, I guess. And Jessica Jones, <clears throat> Jessica Jones was also a show that I really loved because I like like noir type shows. Kristen Ritter was just amazing in it. Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, uh, awesome. <clears throat> and the uh, the what the the David Tennant now David Tennant as <laughs> David Tennant as a villain here. Uh, he was. Oh my god, what was his name? Was he the Purple Man? Is that what he was called? No, Kilgrave. Kilgrave. <clears throat> um Yeah, so <laughs> where where Dare where Daredevil season one, Daredevil was this uh, visceral gut punch because of the physical actions of the characters. <clears throat> and we have that really amazing uh, acting from Vincent D'Onofrio as the villain. Here we have a really good villain again, amazing acting from David Tennant, but the gut punch here is all psychological. And Jessica Jones as just like really damaged character, a- alcoholic, um, who is just suffering from like PTSD and, and it goes through a lot of dark topics about assault and I think and rape and, and uh, really difficult issues, especially dark issues for a you know superhero show. And so that, to me, is what really, uh, that's something that really uh, made me feel like Jessica Jones was a special show. He was willing to take on these topics in, uh, in, the, in the superhero universe, the Marvel superhero universe. Because remember, back in 2015, they were making a big deal about how all the shows and all the movies were connected. Now, in retrospect, there's very little, there's basically no crossover <laughs> from the TV shows, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., really. There's, like, very little influence there's like basically nothing happens in the show affects anything in the movies and very little happens in the movies affects the shows but back in 2015 they were making 2015 2016 whenever this came out they were making a big deal about this <clears throat> so when i was watching it you had that sense that oh wow this is happening in the same universe that iron man is happening in what that's that's crazy <laughs> um but i really enjoyed this i really enjoyed jessica jones uh as with all the all the Netflix shows, it tends to be a little overly long and drag in the middle, but uh, ignoring that part, you had some really, kind of some gruesome moments in here, but primarily, Jessica Jones, it was the the willingness to tackle these difficult subject matters, and to tackle it well, and the amazing performances of Ritter and Tennant. I mean, those were what really got me. And then you saw um, you know, Luke Cage a bit in here, Mike Coulter, and you're like, damn, that guy is good, you know? Like, I hope they make a TV show for him. Uh, and it is it is uh, sad that it's ending, but at least we will be getting season three of Jessica Jones. So that'll be the final 
um, season of, of any of these Netflix shows. It's been canceled already, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that'll be there. <clears throat> okay, so then uh, what happened after that? We had, I guess, do we have Luke Cage after that? Yeah, I think so. Luke Cage. Uh, so Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage had some standout performances, I, uh, I think, but mostly on the villain side, if I can even get the uh, the names right. Mike Coulter is good, but, you know, he's good at portraying the character, but the character is very, oh, at least until, like, the second season, he's kind of like, I don't know, he's kind of like a, a little bit of a one-dimensional guy sometimes, but I, I know there's been a lot of uh, commentary about this show, and uh, but from my perspective, I I really liked oh God, I can't even pronounce his name the the actor who played uh, Cottonmouth Mahershala Ali I'm terrible at pronouncing names but uh, Cottonmouth I thought was excellent and the I, I think though the Alfre Woodard Maria Dillard I think she's probably the the also the real standout so <clears throat> in season one I uh, I really liked the dynamic that they had between Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. But I liked the show kind of threw a twist in there when they switched the main focus of the villains, if I'm remembering everything correctly. And, and you know, Maria Dillard became, like, the focus. And her, at least by the end, and then, like, her whole arc in the second season and, and uh, Luke Cage's kind of uh, a fall into <laughs> the very corrupted place that he was kind of fighting against, if you can, like, interpret it that way, I think. Like, that was a really interesting character arc. Like, the the good man in the in the bad, you know, situation. It kind of uh the second season of Luke Cage actually reminded me of whatever one the later season the last season of Angel, where you had a good character, you know, primarily lawfully good character kind of, and he was um he was like tempted to he was given control of like the evil law firm in Angel. It's like in Luke Cage by the end of the second season, you know, he's like in he's in this darker place of power hoping that it doesn't corrupt him, I guess, or thinking that it won't corrupt him. Um, would have been interesting to see where that series went afterwards, because I was really interested to know, like, well, if Luke Cage in this scenario, in this gray area at the end of that season, like, is he going to be corrupted fully by this? Is there going to be, is he going to go down that dark path and have to have redemption, or is he going to be able to to hold on? Like, I thought that was one of the more interesting aspects of the um, Angel in that season. When he was when they were controlled the law firm because uh you know the 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 gray area of the job of running that that law firm there it was an interesting it put the character in interesting circumstances um but Luke Cage the I guess the thing that stood out from Luke Cage besides the acting and the the, the interesting um the uh, interesting uh you know storyline everything was the music I thought the, especially the first season of Luke Cage had just the most amazing soundtrack of any of these. Uh, and they all have pretty good soundtracks, but Luke Cage was a special kind of awesome, and it was really well integrated into the world of the show. So often you would go to, to go to the club, Cotton Mouse Club, and the music would be, I, I believe, like what the the people on the stage are singing. So it all it all very blended together very well and created this background uh, soundscape for the show that really solidified the. Um, aesthetic of the piece itself and the the world that Luke Cage was in. It, it made the world very distinct. Even though Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones, season one, right? His own show 
felt very distinct from Jessica Jones or any of the other shows. And I think a large part of that was the amazing uh, soundtrack. <clears throat> okay, so then we, have, then we have the black sheep of the family, uh, Iron Fist. <laughs> oh my god, Iron Fist. So Iron Fist is one of those shows where I was like, I, I never cared much about the character, but I was looking forward to it because I was, I was say, thinking, wow, this is, this is a character in the Marvel Universe who is known to be like one of the greatest martial artists in, in the Marvel Universe, right? He's, and it should be good. At least it'll have good fight scenes, right? But unfortunately, it did not really. Um, Finn Jones as Danny Rand is not did not give the best performance, and I don't know if that's Finn Jones or what he was given. He certainly wasn't given great material, that's for sure. Um, I would say that uh, what Jessica Henwick, uh, Colleen Wing, she did a really good job, and her fight scenes were actually probably the best of the first season. Um, but the 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 fight scenes were just filmed in, a, in this like choppy way and it was just it was just awful i barely got through it i think i i think i got through most of the episodes and i stopped for months and then finished it and then honestly i never watched season two i think i i think i'm like early on in season two i just i couldn't bring myself to finish it even though i hear that it got a lot better um i just couldn't uh <laughs> i just couldn't get through it and then the the villains and that one i also think that the in in um in this in iron fist i don't i don't the villains weren't that strong for me either I mean, they were supposed to be because they had a personal connection with Danny Rand, but they just never really came off that way. The, the whole show was just easily the weakest of them, and I feel like it, I don't know, maybe it was rushed. I, I don't know what the deal was. There's a lot of there's a lot of issues with it. Season two, I heard is better, but I, I haven't finished it. Then you had the Defenders, right? <clears throat> well, yeah, you had the Defenders, and you yeah you had, you had the Defenders and the Punisher, but we'll talk about the Defenders first. The Defenders was like the culmination of those four other shows. And <laughs> the problem with the Defenders was that it was all based around the Di- the Danny Rand Iron Fist storyline with the the whatever they were called, the the, the ninjas, the Foot Clan or whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking of Ninja Turtles now. But like like the this the stupid um you know, this the stupid magic crap from Iron Fist is what was the centerpiece of that show. And it's like, it didn't fit with the aesthetics or the characters of the other shows very well at all. There were some good interactions between you know our heroes. That was the main reason we wanted to watch it, for those pairings and all. But uh, I just remember the Defenders as being mostly very boring. And you were just like, what? what is the deal? Why? And then at the end, I was just like, okay, that was kind of pointless. Um, so I think if the Defenders had done really well and had been praised, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if they would have, that would have saved any of these shows. I doubt it because I think Disney just wanted to, to, you know, not redo the contract or whatever. But, um, the Defenders was, was, was really, it was between Iron Fist and then the Defenders. It was really like, wow, these shows have just like, this is not good, (laughs) but you know, it was good. The Punisher. So the Punisher was what? It was a season two of Daredevil where he appeared and had an amazing arc. And then his own show. Ah, oh, The Punisher, man. The Punisher is also one of my favorite shows. And I have not seen season two yet, but only because I haven't gotten around to it, not because I think it's bad. John um, Bernthal is just, is now like the definitive Punisher in my mind. Just, he's just so good at it. And the way that they, his character is portrayed here as. You know he 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 he's really been through a lot of crap, and he's he's suffered a lot of loss, and he's been through war, 
and you know he, there's a lot of a lot of focus in the the first season on veterans and veterans issues and post traumatic stress and recovering from that and um there's there's a lot of that and he uh but the thing about about the way he's portrayed here is Frank Castle is it's like a good guy he's a good man he's like a moral person but he's broken and like totally able to be the most violent person imaginable you know like normal human beings could not just straight up murder people like he can and that's always been uh you know a thing with the punisher i remember the punisher uh i never watched read really the punisher comics but i do remember whenever the punisher would make an appearance in some like marvel cartoon show or something it was always a a big deal uh you know because he'd be he'd come into the episode and just you know of course it was like a, a cartoon show so they couldn't they couldn't make it too violent but the thing was his like level of violence was just way above everybody else because he's kind of a crazy person in some of the portrayals of him but in this he wasn't portrayed as being crazy he was just portrayed as damaged and um and a tortured and he he it was it was an addictive show to watch i gotta say it was an addictive show to watch uh sometimes it was a little hard to watch with some of the the more brutal scenes but I also think that the villain in that show, I think it was more of a return to form. It wasn't the best villain of them, but uh, I do think that it was, what was his name, the the villain? It was his, uh, I think he becomes the villain Jigsaw or something in the second one, but the the big villain in that one ultimately, yeah, yeah. So like, like, like Billy Russo, I guess, is... Um, I thought he was a good, good foil uh, for him, but because again, he was he was a good foil because they they made a antagonist who was also thinking that he was the good guy, I believe, and he was also a someone who had a personal connection. So when the shows had their antagonists have some kind of personal connection with the main character, I think they were the strongest, or when they had really good actors in them. So Daredevil season one. It's not really a personal connection between the Kingpin and and Daredevil, uh, except for what he wants to do to the neighborhood. But the caliber of actor really did that. And then Jessica Jones, you had the same kind of caliber of actor, but you had a deeply personal connection between the characters. And then Luke Cage, again, you have some kind of connection between them because they're from the same neighborhood and all. Um, And they had really good acting in that one and, and the sound. And then Iron Fist didn't really have any of that. So that's why I think Iron Fist was the weakest. It had the weakest acting, had the weakest plotting, weakest fight scenes, and no strong central villain. And then that carries over to Defenders, because Defenders is almost like a extra half season or whatever from Iron Fist. It's kind of this, it's like more of like an Iron Fist sequel with guest stars, uh, which is why I think a lot of people didn't like it. And then you had the Punisher, which is this weird spinoff of Daredevil, because he he practically stole the second season. At least his arc was, I think, probably the most compelling arc. It's the only thing I remember, honestly, from season two of Daredevil. It's mostly what I remember is the Punisher arc, um, and so it makes sense that they would have spun it off. And then he, you know, his his character, you know, was so compelling. So that that show was all about the the main character. I mean, he's he had somewhat of an okay, you know, uh, antagonist, but uh, that show was all about the main character about a uh, Punisher himself. 
and it was it was again kind of like a callback and kind of like Jessica Jones is mostly about her fighting her own inner demons and recovering and like regaining her own power again like you know psychologically because it was because her, her the trauma she went through was like so kind of debilitating in a lot of ways like the same thing with the punisher like he uses that pain and suffering he went through and he uses that to to like inflict it on others who you know, deserve it in the show, but like he, like he's he's kind of uh, working through a lot of crap in that show. Same thing, and that's why I think Jessica Jones and The Punisher are probably the two shows that I found most compelling to watch because it was all about that psychological uh, aspect and the the characters trying to overcome, you know, internal demons as much of if not more than the external ones. Uh, whereas Daredevil is my favorite one for straight up action sequences especially hand-to-hand combat and luke cage is my favorite for soundtrack and style it just oozed style uh, which i really like an iron fist uh, you know iron fist and defenders can just be ignored i think so i'm gonna miss these shows because they were i think pretty groundbreaking at the time and uh they had some excellent performances i mean i want vincent d'onofrio to play kingpin in a movie in a spider-man movie I mean, that would be phenomenal because he's, uh, his performance, if you haven't seen season one and three, if you haven't seen the Dare, Daredevil and, uh, or any of these shows, you really are doing a disservice if you thought they were just, you know, stupid comic book movies. I highly recommend the Daredevil, any of the seasons of Daredevil, they're all amazing. Uh, Jessica Jones is also very, very good. And then especially, I think, season one, Luke Cage um, season one uh, and two, but especially season one, I think for the music and the uh, the kind of style. Um, and then the Punisher, uh, the Punisher. If you can get past the violence, because there is a lot of violence in there, uh, it's it's another one of those compelling psychological um, shows in a lot of ways. If you you look past the, the plot and everything's happening, it's really about a dude fighting his own his own traumas. So they're compelling shows, and I'm going to miss them. And, and I think that I understand why Disney may have canceled them or admit a part of why they were canceled, because I don't think they were canceled because they were bad ratings, at least not all of them. Um, so it, I, I heard that, you know, I, I've seen elsewhere, like on some YouTube channels, they said that there's, uh, or there was apparently a report a while back that said that the contract required a two-year cooling-off period where the characters can't be used anywhere else. So it looks like it would probably be at least two years before we'd see a reprisal of any of these characters, except for, um, interestingly enough, I, I heard that the Punisher is not part of that. So I don't know, it's possible. But even if they bring back these characters again in some future show, I, it'll probably be on like the Disney streaming service, and it probably will not be the same actors. Although I hope I hope it is. They can bring it back. I mean, my, my dream would be to bring back Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the Punisher. And I don't care about Iron Fist. And if I had to prioritize those, um, probably Daredevil, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, and Punisher. If you can bring back those three, uh, you know, with, with Luke Cage being really close uh, fourth there, like I'd be really happy. But we'll see what happens. For now, and the shows are still great, even you know, even if we're not going to get new ones. Uh, so it's totally worth watching if you haven't seen them before. And. Uh, I just wanted to, I guess, ramble a little bit about about these shows because they, I mean, I binged them, a lot of them. I was hyped for some of them. 
you know, when you spend so many hours with a piece of popular culture, like I think these these shows have become for many of us, and we were invest in them for years as part of this like larger cinematic universe and everything like it becomes uh it becomes kind of a an important um aspect of your like i don't know like the the part of you formed by popular culture <laughs> like these were influential in that respect um i don't think they were as influential for me as maybe uh like when I was younger and I saw Buffy and Angel, like, and those shows, I think they, they actually had more influence on me because I watched them at a younger, you know, time in my life. But these shows were also up there, and, and, and I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed a lot of them, and I highly recommend them. So that's going to be my recommendation for this, uh, I guess, Movie Monday, we're going to call it, even though it's a Netflix TV show. I needed something with a little bit of alliteration. So that's it for today. Go and check out these shows. They're still on Netflix, uh, even though we won't get new episodes. And this is an extra long one. But if you want to get in touch with me, you can find uh, every all the social media links are available on dailycronpodcast.com. So just go to dailycronpodcast.com and you'll find links to all the previous episodes. You can, you can subscribe there on iTunes and Spotify and elsewhere if you haven't subscribed yet and you can also find uh a uh social media links for the for the podcast and for me myself if you want to get in touch there's even a contact form if you want to type me a little message let me know what your favorite episode or favorite show even of these Mar- Marvel Netflix shows were let's uh let's remember them So that's it for tonight. I will see you next time. Come on.